Welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host, Joshua LeBure, and today I'm joined with the filmmakers behind the new film, Look Like Somebody, which is playing at the Omaha Film Festival. My name is Michael J. Murphy, and I'm Walt Sanders, and we co-directed the our first full-feature documentary film that either of us has ever made. We co-directed together, and the name of the film is Look Like Somebody. It's based on a, a former Nebraska Cornhusker that was part of the Scoring Explosion in 1983, the film features uh, the life story of Ricky C. Simmons, who some of them may, some people out there may remember him. He was number seven. He was a wingback for a split, split end. Um, and he was part of the Scoring Explosion that included Turner Gill, Mike Rozier, Irving Fryer, uh, all coached by Tom Osborne. And actually, Mike Rozier, Irving Fryer, and Tom Osborne are a main part of the interviews that took place for the film well as other former recruiting coaches from Nebraska. We were able to go back and talk to Ricky's former high school football teammates, uh, as well as their high school football coach. Uh, but to be honest, it's not really a football film. It's not a sports documentary. Yeah. It highlights his life from the day he was born to the time uh, to present day, to, to what he's doing today. And it's meant to be a redemption story. It's really meant to get people to be introspective and take a look at their own lives as well as try to get a new perspective on life. So it's meant to be a, an inspirational story uh, through the lens of his life. Well, well, first off, before we jumped into this project, neither of us had edited or like even worked on a project that was longer than, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes at tops. And uh, so it was like, we were very ambitious at the beginning just to want to do a documentary and get one under our belt, but we had no idea what we were even getting into. So um, I think the main thing was, well, I'll let you tell the, the, the origin story of how it happened, but the, the main thing that drew us into wanting to attack this at the level that we did and the time commitment and effort that we put into it was the story and the message behind the film and the, uh, the lessons that I think we all end up learning throughout life, um, we're, we're dedicated to that message of looking like somebody and, you know, taking advantage of all the days and the breaths that we have here. Yeah, the it, because it was our first feature film, we kind of went the direction of the way we both kind of lived our life. It's always been, uh, you know, everybody says ready, aim, fire. We kind of went fire, ready, <laughs> aim. Uh, we... We were very ambitious, very passionate about the story. We knew everything that Ricky could tell us. Uh, so what took place is I actually interviewed Ricky on a podcast. I used to be the marketing director at Stevens Center. That's the uh, sober homeless shelter that's in South Omaha. And part of my duties as marketing director was I held a, a podcast where we interviewed former addicts, people in recovery, inspirational stories, and I got connected to Ricky. And, you know, that's a 20-minute podcast that's out there, and we were able to strike up a good relationship, strike up a friendship. And it really, the story touched me so to the point to where we got the idea to make a full feature. So as Walt and I partnered on this, we knew Ricky's story. We had read Ricky's book and we knew all the good pieces of it and why we wanted to tell the story. But we knew that his story would be more interesting if we could get it told from multiple perspectives. So what we did is have, worked with Ricky to create a list of people that he thought could speak to every area of his life from childhood to adolescence, high school, college, and then the bad years, you know, and then, and then the years that he's living now. So we uh, interviewed about 25 people. 
ended up with approximately 30 hours of great usable, 30 hours of footage, whittled it down to maybe 12 hours of stuff we thought was right. interesting. And then from there, we worked to get it down to a runtime of 57 minutes. And that was the absolute most interesting, time-intensive part of the project was saying we have so much, you know, quote-unquote gold, which is, you know, we're both editors and we're, we co-edited and uh, editors get attached to stuff, right? So we had many people watch it, give it us feedback. We trimmed fat. We, we butted heads. We butted heads a lot. <laughs> uh, but we ultimately came together on a very collaborative effort to what I think, to what we feel is actually a new style of documentary film filmmaking or, or it's new style as far as the storytelling goes. A lot of your documentaries these days are going to be um, absolutely no music embedded. A lot of the interviews that you're hearing are going to be full length statements that take three minutes to get out to where we try to chop those down to get them out quickly and keep the story paced well. And it's constantly shifting music and we're even shifting the timeline around a little bit, not to be confusing, but to tell the story in a unique way. Uh, and that collaboration, I, I know I could speak for myself, like I, I feel like I could have pulled off half of it and I know Walt yeah. pulled off the other half. So it was a great 50-50 effort on both sides to come together with something we feel is unique and can pe keep people interested in a, in a story for 57 minutes uh, in this day and age of short attention span. I just finished I mean. my third feature film and I'm always just shocked how things actually can come together <laughs> that must have been a really uh satisfying experience like seeing it come together as a film and 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 you've already premiered the film right how was it like watching it with an audience and what are you looking forward to about watching it with the omaha film festival audience well to be honest this is going to be our premiere uh we did a private screening uh, our studio is on 87th and F Street in a shared office space called Modern Work Suites and Studios. They have 50,000 square feet of space up here. Uh, so we're one of, you know, over 100 businesses that, that work out of this location. But we've, we've got our own, you know, studio. A lot of the documentary was shot or filmed uh, in, in the, the interview building. sets were in this building. Uh, even though we traveled to Texas and we, we went out of state, we went to Oklahoma, uh, spent time out of state to get get everything we needed. Um, we only did a private screening up here with about 30 to 40 people that had really been interested in the story and wanting to see it. So we used a large room up here and got a projector screen and played it out and we listened to feedback. And luckily there was no feedback that caused us to make any changes. Everybody seemed satisfied. Uh, we were happy to see that there weren't too many dry, dry eyes in the house. So the emotion yeah. that we were hoping for definitely connected. Um, we personally have not even watched it in a full-size movie theater. So the March the 9th at 8.30 o'clock is going to be a very exciting evening for well, us. Well, I'm looking forward to being there. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about the – I definitely had a um, look at some of the film, and as a filmmaker myself, I'm always interested to kind of get into the you know, nitty-gritty, the nerdy stuff, and I think people that listen to this show are interested in that stuff. I'm curious, like, what was your approach uh, visually? There's a very strong visual style in this film. Um, to me, it reminds me of people like Errol Morris. Um, so I'm just kind of curious where you guys came up with the visual style. Yeah, so for the visual style, is like it just comes with kind of the philosophy 
in how we attack life in a way. It's uh, minimalistic. We we want to create something that's beautiful, that um, embodies like the resonance of the message and the energy of the message without over diluting it with the production. Um, so we, we attacked it with a minimalistic approach of just trying to match sound and visuals and um, just just those those emotional moments throughout the movie uh, without having to overproduce it. I don't know another way to say it. <laughs> I, it completely. And it, for example, Ricky himself is a main storyteller in the film. We filmed him in his basement where he lives now, in his house, but in the basement of where he lives now, in a recliner with an Afghan on it. We wanted you to feel like you were hearing the story from him sitting across from him on the couch. So we kept it very simple in that form. We wanted to stick to the basics to say, okay, what would make me feel like I'm in the same room with this person listening to this story? Um, and then, of course, we had the advantage of filming in a place called the Texan Theater down yeah. in Greenville, Texas, Ricky's hometown. That is beautiful. Yeah. So you're going to see interview angles of interviews that you might not have seen in the documentary before with a background that's very grandiose. Yeah. Uh, but it, it timed out well, um, and then there's some peaceful moments of the storytelling. So we took uh, his two best friends, Ben, Benny and Sed, that are in the film. Uh, we interviewed them twice, once in the theater and then once on this beautiful large ranch uh, that's outside where you hear birds chirping in the background during the interview. So we had that juxtaposition and that contrast between some of the darker stories he's telling and some of the more peaceful stuff that they're sharing about Ricky. But again, back to what Rick's... Uh, Walt said is it's minimalistic stick to the basics as far as how does it make you feel uh, when you're watching that portion of the movie and, and when we're setting up the angles yeah. and breaking some some composition rules and things like yeah. that just just to have fun with it because that's really what this like we really just enjoy joy storytelling and filmmaking and fit, like the whole process of it and what's what's the fun of it if you have to stay inside of certain boxes yeah, every now and then it was like, we know this place it's like, rules, but yep. we like the shot. <laughs> yep, <crank it. laughs> what do you want people to take away from this film? And why should people make sure and take the time to go see your film at the Omaha Film Festival? Well, this, this film covers uh, addiction, which we know every single person in this country can relate to in some form or fashion, whether it's a cousin, a distant relative, a brother, a sister that struggled with addiction. Um, but even though it's about addiction, it, it's People should be able to look at the film, put themselves in the shoes of, of Ricky C. Simmons, and when they leave, be introspective and look at their own life, look at the lessons and legacies left behind by their parents and grandparents and people before them, and, and ask themselves, are they making people proud of them? And the most important question is, are they proud of themselves? And a lot of times people will find that in their mentor, in their parental figure, uh, whoever it is that instilled good morals in them, that instilled good ethics in them, and are they living up to those standards that were set forth uh, by people before them? And if not, what can they do to make that change? So it's kind of that it's never too late message, no matter where you're at in your life. Uh, because a lot of these inspirational things that Ricky has done, he didn't do until he was in his 50s. Is that fair? That's yeah, what you that's want him to take well away? Yeah. If, in the words of Ricky Simmons, uh, we don't have a contract with God. 
So every day you're blessed to see, you wake up and you look like somebody. Because you never know when that clock runs out. Take, don't take the things, the small things in life for granted. Yeah. Only so much time. Don't waste it. Look Like Somebody is playing at the 2023 Omaha Film Festival. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure.